Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is The Big Question, the show that gives you too much information about that angry green monster that's living inside of all of us and what it will take to finally kill them. With, hopefully with not a lot of violence because, you know, when you turn into a green rage monster, it's not, not very good. My name is MT and I'm here today with off-screen producer Brandon, who was pretty much on-screen producer Brandon at this point. What's going on, Brandon? You can't change my title. It's too much paperwork. <laughs> Just leave it the way it is. It's true. We can't pay you if you change it's, your title. It's so hard. It's so hard to get the government to change your name. It's very complicated, <laughs> MT. I have to stay this way forever. It's true. Off-screen producer Brandon. Brandon is his last name. Off-screen is his first name. It's a family name. Last name. Off-screen. First name. Brandon. It was changed from <laughs> Brandolonsky. No, that sounds awful. Cut that out. <laughs> I feel bad for every, every immigrant who felt the need to change their name to live in this country. It's not fair. I'm so sorry. I apologize. From a place of privilege, I apologize. Yay! All right, hit me with that big question, Brandon. Oh, MT, have I got a, a big question for you, okay? Uh, mm, and it has okay, to do with that okay. Shang-Chi uh, post credit scene. So if for some reason you haven't seen the movie yet, I guess this is a spoiler warning. But frankly, we shouldn't have to do that anymore. You should have seen the movie by now. Yeah, seriously. If you haven't seen Shang-Chi yeah. yet, stop what you're doing. Go see that magnificent movie and then yeah. come back here. because Go see the movie. It's, it's really I mean, great. maybe you were a baby who was just born yesterday. And if so, welcome <laughs> to the world. It's in bad shape right now. Uh, right. Sorry. But also, Marvel <laughs> puts scenes at the end of the movie. So stay for the very end of the credits, okay? So in that first... <laughs> post-credit scene we saw, I guess we'll call it a mid-credit scene, MT. Okay. Uh, we see a hologram of our boy, Bruce Banner. He's back, he he's alive, he's there, in hologram form. Uh, but mm. it wasn't Smart Hulk like we last left him, right? We just see him as mm. just Bruce. He's 100% Bruce. Um, so that leads us to this week's big question. How did Hulk transition back into Banner? This is a great question that had us all scratching our heads when we all left the theater. And just to catch everyone up, when we last saw Hulk in the MCU, he had been the smart Hulk or Professor Hulk form for the entire run of Avengers Endgame. And our last look at him was when he sent Steve Rogers back through time to replace all of those Infinity Stones and create a new branch timeline with Peggy that I'm sure caused a few raised eyebrows at the TVA. But, you know, eyebrows of, mm, what's going on there, but... We get it. She's oh, yeah, yeah. You know they were watching. They saw the little <laughs> spike, and they're like, what's happening here? Let's check this. Oh, oh, hello. Oh, yeah, let him go. Let him go. Some. Okay. This is a hot <laughs> timeline. I, I like to think that TV has, like, a virginity clause. It's like, let him be, son. Let's let him, <laughs> let let him, him go. Be. He's losing the B card. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That timeline. MT, are you trying to say my boy Steve Rogers was a virgin? No way. That dude smashed. I mean. That dude smashed. I think, okay. He was a nice hey, guy. Man. He was polite. But he smashed. He smashed a ton. He probably smashed. I mean, he was a very attractive guy, but he was also stuck on Peggy. I don't no. know. I think he was just saving himself for, for that good uh, that good British stuff. I, I, I refuse say. to oh believe that 100% empty. <laughs> I'll derail this entire big question. I will not have my boy Steve Rogers bad mouth like this. Okay? He hey, may man. have kept that card for a long time, but it got turned in well before he branched the timelines. <laughs> well before. Alright, we should do a whole big question on Steve's <laughs> Don't get me started. Events. Don't get me started. I'll bring the receipts. Him and Nat basically took a shower together. Uh, 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 in, was it Civil War or Winter Soldier? Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. One of them, they took a shower together. Yeah, Winter it, Soldier, Steve and Nat, the most sexual tension I've ever seen in any Marvel movie. Like, here, here. It was just... Here, here. Woo! 
Good God, I'm still sweating to this day. Every time I sweat on a big question, it's because I'm sweating about that scene in Winter Soldier. <laughs> mm. uh, <laughs> but mm. Bruce was still Smart Hulk and still in his arm sling thanks to the massive damage caused by the use of the Nano Infinity Gauntlet to bring back half of the life in the universe. And this lasting damage is in itself a huge deal for Hulk in the MCU because Hulk in the comics is famously undamageable. Like he is the most like resilient man in the world. Like yeah. we've seen him burnt down to a skeleton eaten alive by bugs, been completely dismembered, and every time he heals back up, like, it often in a matter of minutes, because, like, he just he just can't die. Well, he just, that, like, in the comics, you're right, MT, he gets, like, stronger. The more you hurt him, the stronger he gets. I mean, I know he didn't right. start out that way, like, old, old Hulk. Yeah, there was some, like, damage you could do to him. But, like, modern Hulk ever since, like, the late 70s, early 80s is basically indestructible. You know, he's yeah. like Wolverine, where, like, you just can't, you can't put him down. He's, he's... Yeah. Impossible to kill. But yeah, even Joe Russo, one of the directors for Avengers Endgame, has confirmed that this damage to Hulk is permanent. Because in an interview with comicbook.com, Joe said about the damage to Hulk's arm, it's permanent damage, the same way that it was permanent damage with Thanos, and it's irreversible damage. So, like, that's kind of crazy. Like, yeah. that is... I mean, which it makes sense considering, like, you know, Thanos was also pretty messed up after his snap. Yeah, we saw the damage that it did to Thanos, and he was, like, still injured when they... Chopped off his head, just a simple man yeah. living on a farm. Yeah, he was he was damaged up. He was he's an eternal with a deviant gene. You know, like he's he's maybe stronger than the Hulk, and he was damaged. So it was crazy to see that damage is like kind of permanent for the Hulk. It's, yeah. it's big deal, big deal. Yeah, like it, it is really cool that the MCU made that decision. It's like, hey, Hulk is permanently mm. damaged, and I wonder exactly how the Hulk is taking that himself because like he's never been damaged in his entire yeah. life. This is his first boo boo. His first major <laughs> ouchie, boo. Ouchie. <laughs> they ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine, but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. But yeah, the Russo brothers have also said that coming up against the full power of the Infinity Stones does irreparable damage to your body. So the fact that we see Bruce in Bruce form in the Shang-Chi post credit scene, and he's still in that sling, shows us that the damage taken by Smart Hulk in Endgame is a permanent part of Bruce now. And maybe it plays into the transformation back into Bruce. So let's go into some of the ways that this transition back into Bruce may have happened. But yeah, let us remind ourselves how he became Smart Hulk in the first place. Because when we first met Smart Hulk at the diner in Avengers Endgame, he describes how he was able to mix the brains with the brawn by spending 18 months in the Gamma Lab, which kind of sounds like he was making a rap album, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Um, <laughs> just Bruce down in the gamma lab. I got Me, no snare Bruce. in my headphones. Turn it up, baby. Turn it up. This is Bruce. It's Bruce and Dr. Dre. Just working on it. Just working on it for a very long time. Even though uh, Dr. Dre's never coming out with that album. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Dr. Dre, don't mean to shit on you, but not happening. Put him in the gamma Seriously, lab. Seriously, 18 months of the gamma lab, we won't get that album. You're going to have that album for sure. For sure. Then Bruce started looking at the Hulk as the cure instead of a disease that he had to deal with. And it was also clever of the filmmakers to set up Smart Hulk like this because we needed a Hulk that was strong enough to take the immense blast of energy that wielding the Infinity Stones would create, but also smart enough to know what to do with them because I, I would be very terrified if we had just regular Hulk <laughs> snapping because yeah. good God, wow. Uh, it would be really terrible, but that would be a really great what if episode. Like, what if the Hulk got his wish? I would really love to see what would happen if Hulk got a wish in the snap. And mm. I honestly think 
that he may have. But anyway, that's not. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But it also obviously enabled him to be the Hulk during the time heist while maintaining his wits. So how exactly did he undo this murder? Like, was this something that Bruce wanted to do? Or is this just a refresh of the character by the filmmaker? So let's pitch some theories. It's, it is crazy, MT, because you're right. Like, the, the filmmakers did a great job. Every time they have to have Hulk in a film, it's like, how do we do this? Is he, like, unstable? Does he have some mm. agency? And he's, like, slowly evolved all the way to Smart Hulk. And it does seem like mm. they're trying to reset in a way, right? Yeah. Because we can't go back to just having, like, unhinged Hulk again. Or maybe we can. Mm. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I think they took it as far as they were going to go. And they're like, we can't just leave him Smart Hulk forever now. I think I liked you better either of the other ways. So we're gonna have to find That's a new true. problem for old Brucey to deal with. Oh yeah, because like it's 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 sort of like the same thing with Spider-Man's curse about like him constantly being unlucky. Yes. The main draw about the Hulk is that his struggle with Bruce Banner, like him and Bruce Banner struggle for like dominance mm -hmm. and like they're just struggle with getting along with each other. So like yeah, that status quo was never going to never gonna be last. that way forever. Like <laughs> never gonna last. Smart Hulk was never going to be. The, the last step for Hulk. Yeah, but one way Bruce may have reverted is through some quantum de-aging technology. And Eric actually brought up this idea in a previous video about Wong and Abomination's appearance in Shang-Chi. In Endgame, when we first see Smart Hulk messing with Pym's quantum tunnel, as he tries to figure out time travel, he accidentally de-ages Scott by pushing time through him. It's a baby. It's Scott. As a baby. He'll grow. And Bruce may have continued to use the same tech to try to undo the smart Hulk he had created mm. by using quantum time fluctuations to revert himself back to human form. And this could explain Abomination's new enhanced appearance in Shang-Chi. If smart Hulk had tested his quantum aging theory on Abomination, it might have altered Abomination's appearance. Oh, okay. Makes sense. That makes sense. Um, it's also possible that smart Hulk figured out a way to get back to Bruce while working on Abomination in another sense, because Abomination is unable to revert back to human form. Mm. So it's possible that Bruce Banner was experimenting with a way to get Abomination back to Blonsky and also found a new way to transform for himself. Oh, so. that's an interesting idea. Yeah, mm -hmm. it is. that is one way to think of it, like using the quantum technology to revert back to another form. It was. I mean, it's hard to tell in Shang-Chi. It happens so fast. He's a hologram. Mm -hmm. He kind of looks old. I think Bruce looks like a little old, but obviously yeah. like, the actor Mark Ruffalo is like aging too. So like that, they'll always be fighting that. Wow, I even can't though you just insult Mark Ruffalo sorry, like that. Sorry, you're Mark Ruffalo, old, you're growing Mark. up. You're growing up. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I had to break it to you. Marvel has an incredible de-aging technology. We'll never know how old anybody is in the Marvel this universe. Is true. But, it, but I mean, you have to imagine like if he didn't want to, if he was trying to get back to Bruce from mm. Smart Hulk and like was unable to just do it on his own, that makes me wonder if like the smart Hulk we saw was really a blending of the two or if Hulk was in more control. It was like, no, 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 you don't get to go back. We're going to I'll let you be smarty boy pants in this body, but we get to stay <laughs> green the whole time. And maybe like in a way, Bruce was trapped there for a little while and had like Stockholm syndrome where he was like, no, this is great. I like this. I like being smart Hulk. But really, he's like, oh, I'm sick of eating all these eggs. Uh, I broke all my <laughs> toilets. What am I going to do? I got this huge bed. What do, I need to get back. To, I can't find an apartment in the city that's big enough for me. Like, uh, right? Oh, my. I feel like being smart Hulk is more of an inconvenience than anything. Yeah, he can't go to the movies. He can't go to the grocery store. Like, everyone knows who he is. <laughs> no one knows what Bruce Banner looks like. No one gives a f*** what he looks like. like he can just go about his daily business. I, I like this idea that either by hook or by crook, Bruce found a way to get out while, while experimenting on Abomination. That's like a whole other thing. I mean... Hmm. It's, it's hard to imagine that 
Bruce isn't aware that Abomination is out there somewhere. If Wong's working oh, yeah. with him, I don't know how close Bruce and Wong are. You know, someone's there's a lot of secrets going on right now. A secret invasion, maybe. Hmm? Mm. Mm. No, I I like that you brought up first of all those two points. First of all, with secret invasion, what if Smart Hulk revert back to Bruce form because like there's this weird like racism with green skin oh now he's afraid secret invasion yeah he's okay. like you know what like, i'd rather not be putting on green face during this racially tense time <laughs> <Very tough. laughs> and also you have to think about how blonsky you know is this monster right that sort of has this like sickness affliction that was given to him by the government so like the government would want to revert him back to blonsky form a to cover up their tracks but also because blonsky is a threat like Containing this huge raging monster wastes a lot of money, but also, you know, you kind of risk the fact that, like, you kind of risk the chance of him just busting out and, like, hurting people in the process. So, like, they want to just undo it. So, but, like, Abomination was never, like, as I don't want to say mindless to the Hulk, but he was in more, Emil had more agency over Abomination than, like, Hulk and Bruce, who are kind of fighting each other. Because, like, Abomination was able to talk normal. Talk. That sounds awful. (laughs) Abomination was able to talk like Emil and kind of, you know, do his thing. So, yeah, yeah, it does make sense what you're saying, MT, that, like, the government would want to find a way to get him back. Because for the same reason, if they want to make these super soldiers, which is always the goal of the government, uh, they want him to be able to turn (laughs) back to human form. Because, again, they don't want to buy extra large toilets at the barracks. They don't want to buy extra large beds (laughs) at the barracks. So they're like, you go be monsters on the battlefield. And when you're back at home, you're a normal sized dude who eats a normal sized amount of eggs. Okay, that's all we can afford (laughs) in the military. Exactly. But it's also possible that Bruce turned to the mystic arts to find a way back to his human form. Because we know that Eldritch magic can be used to separate a soul from the body, even when it's the Hulk. And we saw this moment in Endgame when the Ancient One soul-punched Smart Hulk. And we're going to dive more into this moment in our bite-sized questions later on the show, so please stay tuned for that. We know from the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer that Doctor Strange is currently in a mood to f*** up the status quo. Because that's what he does, that arrogant son of a bitch! So maybe he did some crazy magic on the Smart Hulk too. And perhaps there is a soulless Hulk body on ice somewhere ready to be reemerged with Bruce when the time comes. And if you think this theory sounds totally crazy, there have been moments in the comics where Bruce and Hulk were separated. And more mm-hmm. recently, Doctor Doom cut out Bruce from the Hulk's brain with an adamantium chainsaw, Hell which yeah. is the name of my new band, by the way. Hell adamantium yeah. chainsaw. <laughs> uh, new album dropping soon. <laughs> and implanted Bruce into a clone body, which is really nuts. The comic books get really crazy. Um, Another time, Bruce was separated from Hulk and became Gray Hulk, and then regular Green Hulk went on a crazy destruction spree since he no longer had his calming, wiser Bruce influence, like you mentioned before. Did you mention that before? It wasn't on tape. (laughs) Okay, whoops. Uh, You can just cut out like we mentioned before. But the point is, separating Hulk and Banner is never really a good idea. Medallion says that's dumb, so we're not going to do that. And if that's what they've done here, uh, it's probably not going to end well. Yeah, uh, you can't, that, you can't separate them. You need... No, because... Yeah, Bruce Banner's like the governor for uh, Hulk. Like, keeps him from going over the speed limit sometimes, you know? It's like... Exactly. You need, you need both um, forces together. Uh, but the idea that, like, yeah, somehow Doctor Strange, like, separated the two would be crazy. Just to see, like, kind of a lifeless Hulk. Like just waiting to get its soul back or something. It, 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 I feel like a a separation of Bruce and Hulk is inevitable. This is probably how we can get ourselves a World War Hulk 
scenario because World War Hulk is a huge big event in the comics. Right. And I've been waiting for World War Hulk for a long time. So I would love to see Bruce have to go against a team of like just brood, just huge Hulk like beings yeah. um, to fight in this world's like everyone's trying to fight the Hulk because the Hulk is just tired of. I don't know, being disrespected by the world. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. I mean, Ragnarok showed us that Hulk could be driving the car for a while without mm. any of Bruce's, like, input. It, it seemed to do okay. Uh, worked his way yeah. up at his job. You know, was employee of the month. <laughs> all that stuff. Uh, so it is possible <laughs> to have, like, a fully separated Hulk. But, and again, we'll get into the bite size. Uh, mm-hmm. You got to have Bruce in there still. Bruce is still the soul of the soul of Hulk. So... Having them completely mm. separated would be really interesting because in theory, it's just, it would be just the pure rage uh, and anger of Bruce inside of the body of the Hulk if the rest of Bruce was gone. And that would be so dangerous, so incredibly dangerous. But this Doctor Strange might do it because this guy's he's out of control. Someone's got to stop him. Here's, here's a question, Brandon, that something just popped into my mind while you were talking just then. Let's hear what it. What if, because like now that we're getting into this weird, like, you know, interdimensional, like squid monster, dweller in darkness type deal. What if, like, in a scenario where, like, you know, the in a scenario where Bruce is no longer occupying the Hulk's body, what if, like, an interdimensional being were to occupy the oh Hulk's body? Oh my gosh, that'd be a it's horrible like, hey, this thing is free to real happen. Estate. This is the best real estate in the world. It's free real estate. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, it's a great point, uh, MT. Like, what if, like, a fear lord just jumps into uh, an empty Hulk's husk, and, and now it's mm-hmm. like Nightmare driving around, or the Dweller in Darkness right, or driving Kathan around, or something? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Keep Bruce inside of Hulk. Don't take him out. Seriously. He's keeping the world safe. He's regulating the world. Yeah. But Brandon, is it possible that the Hulk is scared again and hiding away inside of mm. Banner? Because we know that when he took a beating from Thanos, it really shook the Hulk's confidence because he's never been disrespected like that in his entire life. <laughs> he he's <got> never, <laughs> ever. Like, even I just, like when he fought Abomination, he took down Abomination at the end. So he's, he's yeah, ne- yeah. literally never in like all of Thor Ragnarok. He's been number one. Could it be possible that the angry green monster inside of Banner is scared again? Could the permanent damage from the Infinity Stones have shook the Hulk's confidence to the point that he's given up again? I think it's a possibility for sure. I mean, that would, that would, it could happen again. I mean, I know they've already told that story in a way, uh, but they could happen again. And this time, if Bruce doesn't want to tell people, he could just be like, oh, I figured it out and I've switched back for a little bit, but it's possible that Maybe in this time of relative peace in the world, we don't really know what's going on in the expanded world post-blip, right. besides the little little nuggets we've gotten. You know, if the Hulk is scared again and is like, dude, my arm's still m***ed up, I can't be the Hulk right now, I just need to rest, I need to search inside myself, uh, like find a new path, and he's like hiding again, and now Bruce is maybe embarrassed and is like, I'm not going to tell people that this happened again, <laughs> I can't tell him again. Uh, so he's just like, oh, I figured it out, don't worry about it, uh, it's fine. I think that's a strong it's like, possibility. I, it's like I don't have uh, Hulk erectile dysfunction at all. Just, <laughs> I can I can Hulk out whenever I want. I just I have a headache right now and I don't want to Hulk. I got my green chew ready, so yeah. I don't. I don't even I need a green, green chew. Don't worry. Just, uh, <laughs> it's not right now. I'm not feeling it right now. I don't have to be Hulk whenever you want me to be Hulk. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> but no, you bring up a really good point here because like I feel like a lot of people don't consider the Hulk's emotions too because mm. the Hulk is his own being. Like, there are two beings inside of one, occupying one physical space. So, like, the Hulk could not only be scared, but could also not want to feel vulnerable. Because, like, again, he's never lost before. Right. Hulk has never experienced a loss. And, like, he's 
He doesn't want to be walking around with a sling on his arm like, oh, man, I only got one arm. Like, yeah. like he always wants to be the strongest person around. But also, we also have to consider that Hulk loved Natasha mm. so much. And he lost. He wasn't strong enough to defeat Thanos to keep Natasha alive. That's a really great point. I just feel like he's, there could be just a whole emotional aspect. And like Hulk, uh, he, he, I don't think he qualifies for therapy. I feel like a lot of therapists would be scared to uh, to, to to have Hulk as a patient. So he's <laughs> yeah. probably just doing his own thing, yeah. figuring it out as his own. I mean, Iron Man showed Iron Man three showed us that he's usually the therapist. Oh, this is true. Therapy, even though he's not that type of doctor. <laughs> We should also consider the possibility that the gamma radiation from the Infinity Stones are having some long-term effects on the Hulk. Mm. We already know that Bruce's ability to absorb the gamma radiation is what led him to become the Hulk in the first place, and that the Infinity Stones give off a huge amount of the gamma radiation, especially while in use. But is it possible that the gamma radiation absorbed by Smart Hulk during the snap was able to undo the Hulk? And is it possible that it slowly killed off the Hulk? Could the Incredible Hulk be dead, Brandon? Could that be the case? That, that's tragic. Tragic. I mean, there's 0% chance that Kevin Feige <laughs> would allow one of the better characters uh, of the MCU to get killed off completely. Right, or Universal for that matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Universal's got a, they got a whole roller coaster to talk about. Um, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I do like this idea, though, that like there's this long, lasting effect of the infinity stones that they could have never predicted and because there was all that gamma radiation it like kind of undoes the in intertwining of hulk and banner like that would be kind mm. of crazy i like that i don't like to think that hulk's dead and i don't think he's all the way dead i know they got she they hulk coming but they're not gonna kill off hulk not like that not just like in the background <laughs> i definitely think that the gamma radiation had some type of like really bad or like some type of drastic effect yeah on the biology of the Incredible Hulk and like that, like he could be experiencing those effects and like really like maybe the opposite could be happening. Like what if like every time Bruce Hulk's out, he's just like, just out of his mind. Like I'm, I've lost control. Like I cannot control the Hulk. And like Hulk is even worse than he's ever been. Yeah. It causes like a, uh, a chain reaction of like, Oh, there's too much gamma now. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And like maybe, Maybe even Hulk is scared of that type of Hulk. Mm. Like he's like, man, I he's went like, I too can't. angry. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know what's going on, but I'm getting too angry, and like I'm scared. <laughs> oh, he can like only be Hulk like three more times, and then he's dead. <laughs> like that's that's heavy. Mt, Mt, you were telling me about uh, as we're talking about like the Infinity Stones and stuff. You were telling me about what if the Hulk got a wish during the snap. Bruce's wish came to fruition with everyone coming back. To the uh to the universe but i feel like because these are two souls occupying one space hulk probably got a wish as well that we haven't seen play out and maybe this could be the, the a little bit of that playing out because hulk's biggest wish and biggest goal in life is to be alone like especially in the comics like he just mm. doesn't like dealing with people he just wants to be on his own either he wants to be alone or he wants to be loved by people if he has to be around other people uh, there is a possibility that after Bruce snapped in Endgame, that like, yeah, we did see him in his Hulk form, but like this could have been residual of him like slowly powering down and mm -hmm. the Hulk completely having left his being completely. So like after that final Endgame fight could have been the last time Bruce hulked out because the Hulk is no longer part of him. And the, and the snap 
made Hulk his own individual person on some other planet somewhere, like which after... could fuel a World War Hulk scenario oh, okay. where Hulk uh, comes back and he's like, oh, now I'm my own person and everybody on Earth uh, hated me, so I'm going to like have my revenge with me. I got my buddies here and we're going to f*** you up. And it's good. <laughs> Because I want to see that movie. I really want to see a World War You want to see Pissed Off Hulk back for revenge, oh, man. baby. <laughs> because a lot of people, I mean, like, this is not me complaining, but a lot of people really didn't like the fact that Hulk got beat up by Thanos mm. in Infinity War so easily. And they're waiting for Hulk to, to really just be beefed up, or as beefed up as he was, um, around that in, uh, Incredible Hulk 2008 period. Yeah, I get that. Movie. People are always like that. But, you know, the comic books are different than the movies. And the movies have to this have, like, a different narrative structure. And, you know, a lot of the complaints people lob at the DCEU is that all oh, these characters are too powerful. And they, they don't have, like, real emotions or weaknesses. And it's like, well. Hello, darkness, my old friend. You know, that could be a problem sometimes. So. It is good to have a, a character, even your strongest character, be able to get beat up every now and then. Give him a little humility. For sure. I feel like with, with the more powerful characters in any superhero universe, I feel like that's actually more harder for, for storytellers because, like, these characters can literally do anything. Like, yeah. I would hate to have a Superman and, like, have to, like, write, like, why didn't Superman, like, solve this issue? Why didn't the Flash, like, run fast enough to solve this issue? It's like, you kind of have to, like, give these powerful yeah. people... Like, depower them a little bit. Or you, um, you give them the old Captain Marvel and be like, you don't introduce them until the last second. And then say, seriously, it's like, I'm busy doing other shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, Bruce wasn't around because he was just hanging out with Betty for a little bit. Yeah, they were. uh... Uh, Bring back Betty. Seriously, I miss Betty so much. I love Liv Tyler as Betty. She's so nice. Betty. (sighs) Anyway. (laughs) Um, Finally, in this brave new multiversal world of the MCU, we cannot immediately dismiss the fact that the Bruce that we saw in the Shang-Chi post credits is a variant from another timeline or universe. Mm. And one where Bruce still has some lasting arm damage, but is able to transition out of the Hulk form. Highly unlikely that that is the case here, but it is still possible with this new multiversal world that we are in. Yeah, I guess that's possible. It could be like a variant. You're right. We can't discount it. Anything's possible. Anything's possible with infinite universes. (laughs) Uh, Watcher always watching, but, uh, you know, I don't don't think that's the case. Yeah, I I agree with you. Yeah, it would be really weird for, like, to to put a variant Bruce in a post credit scene when, like, probably not everyone has seen Loki. Yeah. But it is a possibility. I mean, they put, yeah, a, they put a scroll Nick Fury in a whole Spider-Man film. So, yeah, I won't put it, this put is it true. past him. I won't put it past him. This is true facts. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are just some of the ways Hulk may have found his way back to Banner. Oh, sorry. I, I thought of that. Like, I was picturing, like, like literally like a, like a romance movie. I mean, it's, it's like, kind I'm of written that way. To you. Back to Banner, maybe. <laughs> and we better see that mean green machine on screen again soon because I miss just regular Hulk. I just like, I like dumb Hulk because he makes me feel better about my intelligence. You bad friend. What's your top pick, MT, for like how he did it? I'll tell you mine. I think, I think there is something to Hulk exper- Bruce Smart Hulk experimenting on Blonsky and figuring something mm-hmm. out for himself. I yes. think that that would be the most interesting because I would love to see them interact again, but not as foes as almost like I'm trying to help you, buddy. Let's not destroy Harlem again. I do like that a lot because like that is very much in line with Bruce's character. But I also like the idea that the snap really messed mm-hmm. up Bruce and, and Hulk in the sense that the Hulk is now transforming in a really weird and scary way. And that like Bruce's anger is now more of like a a real trigger because like at the beginning of Avengers 1 he's like I'm always angry so like I I can just control this but like I want to see 
the struggle of like him like having to contain his anger more because the snap like is like all right if you're even a little bit angry he's coming out and he's gonna really mess things up i like i I like that a lot mt especially because as we move into this next phase and they're setting up a new big bad and like kang and all that i would love that like they still have to deal with the after effects of the snap and the blip it's still Mm. affecting them even though it's like we got to move on to other stuff and it's like no this is still having drastic effects on everyday life here like it it just adds more problems rather than solving a problem new problem solving a problem new problem and it would be very much in line with mordo in the whole like mm. bill comes due type of mentality yes, the bill because comes like due. this was a we brought back half of the universe yeah. there has to be a price to be paid and i think that price is going to be through uh the hulk so I love we'll it. see i love it we'll see what happens <laughs> i love you brandon love that's you what i love i love it <laughs> Well, that is it for our first question in our Big Question episode. But before we continue, our merch partners at Epic Hero Shop have some really cool stuff, and there's a limited supply of it available. All the other hip nerds looking for cool shirts, hoodies, hats, and stickers are snapping up the merch inspired by Shang-Chi, Marvel's What If, Loki, and Spider-Man No Way Home. And depending on when you see this, there also might be some really cool new Venom-inspired merch Mm. in the shop. So grabbing something from NewRockstarsMerch.com is an awesome way to support this channel and to show the world your love for your favorite fandom. And before we dive into our bite-sized questions next, some words from the people that help us bring Big Question to you. People like Imperfect Foods, and you don't need to always be perfect, and neither does your food. And that's where Imperfect Foods comes in. Imperfect Foods is a delicious and sustainable grocery delivery service. And embrace imperfection and get your groceries delivered weekly with Imperfect Foods. And all you have to do is sign up, personalize your weekly order, and then shop online each week and get sustainable groceries that help you invest in a better food system, all delivered right to your front door. 35% of the food supply goes unsold or uneaten, and Imperfect Foods is working to turn this around by sourcing foods that would otherwise fall through the cracks. With Imperfect, you can return your packaging to them after every order, and their unique delivery model produces 25-75% to fewer emissions than individual trips to the grocery store. And right now, Imperfect Foods is offering our listeners 20% off your first four orders when you go to imperfectfoods.com and make sure to use the promo code BIGQUESTION. Again, 20% off your first four orders, and that's up to an $80 value at imperfectfoods.com using promo code Big question. So try Imperfect Foods now and for a limited time, get 20% off your first four orders on your first order. Go to imperfectfoods.com. Use Big Question to sign up. Folks, everyone is streaming these days. I mean, even my Mima's out there on Twitch, no scoping you, you guys in Fortnite, just <laughs> totally decimating you. I got no scope by his Mima the other day. It's no, she's no she's joke. She's, 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 she's a, real she's a killer. She's a straight killer. Uh, <laughs> But whether you're out there and you're you're already streaming and podcasting, or maybe you're just getting started, or you just want to game with your friends and have like crystal clear uh, mic audio, you, you got to have the best, folks. You need the best. You need the Torch Mic by Rocket. Oh! The Torch is absolutely jam-packed with pro features like a dual condenser, 24-bit audio quality, and up to 48 kilohertz sampling. All of that technical oh mumbo-jumbo that I don't understand adds up to awesome sound quality, okay? It also gives you really cool features like gesture activated mute. You just kind of whoop and you can mute it and then whoop, unmute it. That's a lot of fun. Tony Stark technology. <laughs> and it also allows you to adjust your settings without affecting your stream or installing any drivers or any of that nonsense. Plus, it looks mm. really great with some swanky reactive lighting. It reacts to what you do. It reacts to how you game. It'll look great on camera. 
my Mima needs this for her followers. They would love it. Seriously. When she's <laughs> telling me to get good, it's going to be in a crystal quality audio. Yeah, when she's just like, <laughs> she's just sniping MT from across the map, you know, she's going to do it with crystal clear audio. Uh, you know, we've used the torch mic here at New Rockstars and we love it. It's great. Uh, the controls are super accessible and it makes it really easy to adjust things on the fly. Uh, and it sounds great. So grab yourself a torch mic today because you're also grabbing professional quality sound. Just click the link below in the description and check it out for yourself. Torch it up. Torch it. Flame on. Well, now it is time for our bite-sized questions, Brandon. Are you ready for our first bite-sized question? Oh, I'm ready for some teeny tiny bite-sized questions. <laughs> All right, Brandon. When the ancient one pushed Banner's astral form from his Professor Hulk body, we never saw Hulk's astral form. Does Hulk not even have one? And this is from a Crack Jackal on Discord. Thank you, Crack Jackal. Yes, thank you, Crack Jackal. This is a, a hot topic of debate. This gets brought up every now and then about that scene in Endgame. Uh, and let's mm -hmm. just, you know, we've talked a lot of Hulk today, so let's just remind everybody, at that point in Endgame, when the Ancient One does the old astral soul punch move on, on Hulk, <laughs> we just see the soul of Bruce flow out of the big green beast, okay? We right. don't see a Hulk soul. We see a Bruce soul. Now, you could say we only see Bruce because at this point, Bruce and Hulk have merged to live in harmony as Smart Hulk or Professor Hulk, whatever you want to call him. Uh, so yeah. we're just seeing the combined soul of both Bruce and Hulk manifested as just Bruce. But there's a little, I think there's a little more to it than that. Uh, Hulk, okay, okay. Hulk isn't an entirely new being living within Bruce. Okay, but he's rather, he's like a gamma powered manifestation of an element of Bruce's personality. Uh, okay. Bruce, Bruce doesn't have multiple souls within his body, but rather has multiple personalities. Um, okay. We can look at the, the comics for further exploration into this uh, concept with Bruce Banner. In Incredible Hulk number 227 from 1978, it's established that Hulk is not a mutation of Banner's brain or a separate entity inside of Banner, but rather a manifestation of his childhood rage and anger because his father mm -hmm. was a little abusive. No good. Piece of shit. Piece of shit. Uh, Daddy Banner, go so, to hell. So at this point, <laughs> Daddy Banner, you're going you're, you're gonna to get beat. So at this point in the comics and in society, Bruce is said to have multiple personality disorder. And Hulk is the part of his personality that's like a very angry personality. It was already there. Right. And then when the Gamma stuff happened, that element of his personality is what the Hulk attached and grew from. If that makes right. sense. This was later expanded upon by writers like Peter David. Uh, and mm. the term multiple personality disorder was updated to the new modern parlance of disassociative identity disorder. So any way you like to think about it, at the end of the day, the soul will always be Bruce Banner. There is no Hulk without Banner. Like Hulk works so hard to keep Banner alive because Hulk's like dependent on Banner. So maybe through some magic, I know we talked about it before, you could get two separate entities together but as it stands mm. really always inside of hulk or bruce is the soul of bruce banner deep right. deep down this is true Does that makes sense i like that this, like, a spiritual. i really <laughs> love how and i really hope that marvel studios goes into this as well how the hulk is just this this like super juiced up aspect of bruce's just like yeah. really messed up personality like he's he's essentially just manifested anger he's just yeah. anger made real it's we all have it's crazy yeah we all have that anger and that anger inside of all of us i believe there's anger in all of us does feel like this uncontrollable monster 
that even you know the, even the best of us as hard as we try we get too angry sometimes we say things we well, don't not mean me. i've never act. been angry in my life brandon <laughs> except never for been angry he's at once. peace constantly yeah, i mean i only live in massachusetts where uh boston drivers are insane i've never been yeah. angry at them and scream at them and give them the finger once a day not me <laughs> hey uh, <laughs> you gotta I'm do what you gotta do on the roads that's not all, true <laughs> all bets are off on the roads guys well um thank you for that brandon but i got another one for you, you ready for this one i'm ready Question number two, Brandon. Is it uncomfortable to ride a broomstick in the Harry Potter world? And this is from IAJSmith24 on Discord. Thank you, IAJSmith. That's actually a very good question because I, I could never do that because I, I feel like I would have just wood lodged yeah. in my cheeks. And I that's not comfortable. Uh, that's going to be taken out of context. Don't take that one out of context, kids. <laughs> MT's got that Woo! wood between his legs. You know what I'm talking about? Wood between my cheeks. It's <laughs> too uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if you've ever run around your house with a broom tucked between your legs, pretending you're the captain of your own Quidditch team, RIP to my boy Cedric Diggory, they did you dirty. Hufflepuff! They I did mean, that's dirty. what he got. Hufflepuffs are not supposed to do courageous shit like that. We're supposed to eat our chocolate frogs and just sit down. You've probably already to deduce that actually sitting on like a flying broom would suck and be extremely uncomfortable. It, it, it yes. just wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. And this is obviously like an old trope of witches that they ride around on brooms. You know, it, that's all it is. But Wait, you're, what? Since yeah. when? You've I'm never seen this? you never heard this? you ever heard of Halloween? <laughs> uh, but you guys aren't wrong. You know, balancing on a broomstick as it like zooms through the sky would pretty much be impossible. There'd be like, you'd, there's no way to stay on that. It would be so hard. But folks, we're just mere muggles out here. Okay. Thankfully, True. the wizards and witches, they have the use of magic that fixes everything in their precious Happy little magic universe. Lucky motherfucker. It's not fair. Uh, to make sitting on their brooms so much easier, witches and wizards imply a cushioning charm on their brooms. The charm itself is called Moliere. Uh, I might be pronouncing that incorrectly. Moliere. Moliere. Uh, and in Latin, it's, a, it's, it's the verb form of a Latin word that means to soften or make calm which I believe is just molar, molar, but Moliere okay. is, is the charm that they use. Uh, the charm is was- Is that it, why our teeth are called molars? Because they make our oh, teeth soft? Maybe. I feel like that makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, Put sorry. that in the dictionary Continue. or the encyclopedia. That sounds right to me. So this charm was invented by Elliot Smithwick in 1820. It was, it was primarily used to fix this whole broomstick problem that they had. Uh, and that's mostly what the charm is used for. Though we do see Hermione use the charm in Deathly Hollows Part 2, where they're in the minecart and Gringotts and it's going off the tracks and they almost fall to their doom. She uses a little Moliere spell so that they land softly, a little like a little cushion of landing. And I guess the spell is also used uh, in The Cursed Child, but some people don't like that piece of text. Um, <laughs> that's all I'll say about that. Uh, uh, okay. So witches and wizards can use the charm whenever they need like a comfy place to sit, which would be awesome. Uh, it, it must be nice to constantly have magic to better your lives. Uh, leaving us muggles to painfully sit in our awful office office chairs day after day after day. Like, listen, witches and wizards, just come help us, please. Stop living in your own little world. We'll be nice. Seriously. I promise. Stop calling us struggle muggles and just help us, okay? Yeah. <laughs> My ass hurts. My ass Sitting hurts. Sitting on this uncomfortable chair. I'll show you how day. a toaster works if you just give me a little bit of magic, please. Seriously. So, the, yeah, that cushioning <laughs> charm, it makes like a nice little invisible magical pillow that they can sit on. Uh, and so magic once again saves the day and disregards the laws of physics. Isn't it beautiful? But still, I think Mad-Eye Moody had the right idea with his like recumbent broom. 
that looks like a motorcycle. Mm. It looks like a chopper that you can just like lean back Hell on. Yeah. It's got like a little seat on it and like good little footholds and like handlebars. Like that's all the brooms should look like that. Why not do that? It looks Seriously? so much better. So much what better. What the hell? So much I would better. not want to ride a broom. That's the yeah. stupidest thing in the world. Like, why? Like, that's, I feel like that, that's what you start off with. That's what the Wizarding World started off with. We start off with brooms, and then yeah. we go to the, you know, the car. The flying cars and yeah. the flying thing. We don't have to be on I mean, some of those right brooms there. look pretty tight, though, with the nice little, like, tailored bristlings, little silver chrome dish. <laughs> I could, I could rock a Nimbus 2000. Like, I wonder yeah. how like how much the bristle factors in. Oh, you gotta to have good bristle. The you gotta have good bristle. <laughs> Top notch bristle. Top notch. It's like, oh my god, you got this long bristle. Oh man, you going about to go fast, my boy. You about to go real fast. Look at these bristles. MT, oh my let's, god. MT, let's tell the folks at home our houses because that you know they're asking. You know they're asking. Yes. What's your house, bro? Oh, you know what it is. I'm a Slytherin, full, full oh, Slytherin through snakes. and through. And if any of you got anything bad to say about Slytherin, come find me. Ooh. Come find me. Slytherins rule. Everyone else rules. Okay. Okay. So you are, you're a Malfoy sympathizer, I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, me, myself, I am a proud Hufflepuff. Mm. I love Hufflepuff so much. Bless Hufflepuff you. squad, stand up. Stand up. You already Bless know you. what it is. Um, yeah, I just, if we're just a really chill house, we just like to be nice to everybody and just eat our chocolate frogs and just chill. I respect that, yeah, MT. Like, Every Hufflepuff I've ever met is proud of it. They're so proud of it. Hey, man. We just, we just love loving people. It's you know? beautiful. But anyway, it is now time for my favorite part of the episode. It's time for the Box of Scraps. A box, box of Scraps. <laughs> now, Brandon, I've got to ask you, what would be the Hulk version of you? Mm. So this is like what part of my personality, if it got gamma irradiated, what it what it would be, how it would manifest itself. The Hulk version of me, uh, I think, it, you know, if I was to get that that dose of gamma and I absorbed it, it wouldn't be rage. You know, I got a little rage in me, but I don't I don't think that one would take over. <laughs> it would probably be like I, I really like this is this is this will sound nerdy. I love like cleaning my house and apartment. Oh. Uh, I said house. I don't have a house. I have an apartment. Uh, <laughs> wish I had a house. But I always loved like doing, uh, yeah, cleaning up because you get to see the results of your hard work. I love doing like yard work. I don't have a yard. I wish I had a yard so I could just do yard work. Uh, you know, I come from a family of farmers. It's in my blood to be out there toiling the soil, living on the land. <laughs> so I think like the Hulk version of me would, yeah, be I would be green, but green with like environmentalism. Uh, oh. And living, I'd be out there just like tilling the soil, you know, ripping up trees uh, that that need to be ripped up, you know, properly uh, building new forests. That would be me like doing work, cleaning up, putting things in their place. That that okay, that's so the like Hulk the Jolly version Green of me. Giant. Yeah, I'm like the Jolly Green Giant doing the dishes, uh, doing some yard work. That's me. Okay, I like it. I dig it. What about you, MT? I think for me, I would probably have to be like I would be a Hulk that was triggered by just like just laughing because like I laugh at anything. I'm a very easily amused person, mm. so I think it'd be hilarious if I just turned into like this laughy, like I don't know, sort of like this Joker Hulk every oh, time I just okay. got. And, like, I had to try not to laugh or else, like, I, it's just like all bets are off and I'm about to turn into this Hulk that's just, like, laughs just all the time and, like, destroys things while he laughs. He's just, like, a jolly laugher. You make um, me think so of, I, that, I don't know, that creepy, like, Robert Zemeckis uh, 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 Christmas Carol or whatever. And the one, it's the ghost of future Christmas present or whatever, <laughs> who's, like, the big jolly guy who has, oh, like, yeah. a room full of food and stuff like that. And he's just, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, laughing it up. 
Like I, oh I that would be you as the as a Hulk, right? You just seriously big, that, that's joyful, exactly me. boisterous, smiling <laughs> creature. That the one from the uh, the Mickey Mouse one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's the Mickey Mouse one. I don't know. Maybe is it? I, I remember. Where I think the Mickey Mouse one had that big. They one. probably did maybe it too. It yeah, yeah. But, We're mixing oh up God. our Christmas that, that carols, one guys. Creeps me the f- out. Oh, yeah. The Mickey. Ooh, oh, too yeah. creepy. Very creepy. <laughs> but that is it for this episode of Big Question. I want to thank, of course, off-screen in quotes, our producer Brandon for joining me this episode. You can follow him at Grinnin Brarick on Twitter. He's a great man. Please follow him there, and you can follow me. At Mastertainment, not as great as Brandon, but oh, still no, follow me way there. better than me, MT. How dare you? How dare you? Follow MT. He, only, he <laughs> tweets like 500 times a day. Follow him, please. Literally 500 times a minute. Uh, it's really bad. But most <laughs> importantly, follow New Rockstars here on YouTube and on Twitter. And when you do on YouTube, please hit that notification bell. You can get notifications every time we upload a video. And please hit up NewRockstarsMerch.com. You can get cool shirts like our new Shang-Chi shirt and all of our you know, Suicide Squads and all of our really dope shirts there. Uh, because it's really gr- great way to support the channel. But yeah, thank you for watching, and we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>